Hello and welcome to a mini pop episode of the Larry's Pop Pod. I'm Chris Larry. I'm Amelia Larry. And we're here with a special guest. One of the things that the Larry's Pop Pod is about, pop culture obsessions, whether they be music, movies, TV shows, graphic novels, books, all of the above. And so we are excited to welcome special guest Bella Tepper to unpack her current pop culture obsession, and that is Panic in the Disco and related bands and artists. So, Bella, give us a quick take on what the heck is Panic in the Disco. Well, Panic in the Disco is a band that I like a lot. A lot of people at my school, well, a lot of people at my school like it, and basically it's this guy, Brendan Urie, and um, he's pretty much the only person in the band. There used to be other people in the band, but they've all left. Ooh, that sounds juicy. We'll get to that in a minute. Tell us how long has Panic in the Disco been around? Tell us what they sound like. Give us the kind of quick Wikipedia entry on Panic in the Disco. Well, they were formed in, I think, uh, 2005. They don't really have one sound because each of their albums sounds really different from the last one. Um, so they've got done like electronic stuff and their new one sounds a lot more like pop and they had one album that sounded a lot like the Beatles. How did you get into them? Give us this sort of your origin story with Panic in the Disco. I've got a friend at my school called Allison and she's really into them and she's great and I, I get a lot of like bands and TV shows and stuff from people at my school so that's it. Oh yeah. so it was a, f- a friend recommendation. Mm-hmm. So the reason you're all crazy crazy about uh, Panic at the Disco is this one guy, Ryan Ross. So what started all this, Um, Ryan Ross? Well, originally, like in the 2000s, the band was formed by a guy called Ryan Ross, and he's a really great lyricist and a great guitar player, but he thought that Brendan Urie could sing better than he could, so Brendan became the front man. But I like Ryan a lot. He's a really great person. Now, a minute ago you told us that currently in 2018... Panic in the Disco is one dude. Yes. And you're talking about another dude who's got a different name who helped sort of start the band creatively. So what happened? I don't know. It's really mysterious, actually, because they were really great friends, like, up until, like, 2009. And in 2009, they just, the band broke up. Half the people, so, like, Ryan and one other guy went off to form a new band, and Brendan and one other guy stayed. So what is one song, in your opinion, that is a good starter if anyone's like, who's Panic at the Disco. That would probably be I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. All right, and so we're actually going to listen uh, to a little bit of that cut right now. Well, in fact, we'll all look at it this way. I mean, technically, our marriage is saved. Well, this calls for a toast, so pour the champagne. Oh, well, in fact, we'll all look at it this way. I mean, technically, our marriage is saved. So that was I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. I chose that one as a good starter because it's really their first big hit. It was their first song to have a music video, and it's really popular, and a lot of people know it. If I got the timeline right, that would mean that Ryan Ross was in the band at that time? Yes. He wrote the song. He wrote the song. Can Panic in the Disco continue without the main creative driver? I mean, they have for nine years, and it's really different now, but yeah, it's still a great band. I still listen to their newer stuff. If you had to pick between those two guys, two men enter, one man leave, who would you pick? That's a hard question, because they're both great, and I like both of their music, but 
I think I'd probably pick Ryan because um, I like his lyrics better than Brendan's. Battle is won by the lyrical quality. Why don't we hear a little bit of a Ryan Ross track? We're going to play that, and then when we come back, she'll explain why she picked it and a little bit about Ryan Ross's solo career. Here's the mystery track right here. I Cape Town by The Young Veins. The Young Veins it was Ryan's solo project. What It was his band after he left Panic! at the Disco. That's one of the most popular songs, and it's really interesting because Cape Town is the place to where Panic! at the Disco, as a band, performed their last show. So is that song actually about that last show, or is it a reference to their relationship, or is it hard to tell? It's hard to tell. There's a lot of metaphors in their songs, and sometimes you're not sure what all of them mean. So when you first started listening to Panic! at the Disco, what what made you like Panic! at the Disco? I really like how they have such, like, a lot of different types of music. Like, it's really diverse. I used to listen to the Beatles a lot, and they did a lot of different things, too. So it's kind of from that. So you really think that your love of the Beatles and kind of laying that base for the kind of stuff you like has helped to bridge you to this? It's a good base for listening to music. That is very true. It is a good base for listening to music, the Beatles. Um, now, Panic! and Disco are also kind of part of a larger music scene and kind of music. Can you kind of explain the world and other similar bands to Panic! and the Disco that you've also gotten into? Or am I completely wrong here? You're right. I think there's a thing where a lot of people who like bands like Panic! the Disco, they also like My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, 21 Pilots. They can be sort of similar and they can be different, but... It's kind of like those are the four main bands that this type of music is. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Rank those four bands, four to one. I think I would rank those from least favorite to favorite. Fall Out Boy, 21 Pilots, Panic! at the Disco, and then My Chemical Romance. Well, we haven't even talked about... My, this is this is blowing my mind! We haven't even talked about My Chemical Romance, and now you sneak them in at number one? Yes. <laughs> Okay, you, you must explain. I think everyone in the band was really close, and I think it's they were great friends, and they wrote really good music. And I like that band because it's very equal. Like, I don't really like bands where it's like, your favorite has got to be the lead singer because that's the only one who people really know. I think that this band is really equal, and you can love all of them. And I also really like their music. So yesterday, or August 30th, if you're listening to this later, was Ryan Ross's birthday, who we've talked about basically this whole podcast. And um, when you came, you were like, we need to celebrate this tomorrow. This is Ryan Ross's birthday. He's like my favorite celebrity. How did we celebrate that? I told you that morning that it was Ryan Ross's birthday, and I don't think you knew who he was, but you were like, we got to get a unicorn cake. <laughs> The day before, me and my mom, or Mary Larry, we went to the supermarket. And we went to the bakery to get some bread. And they had amazing cakes. That's the only thing that's fun for me in the grocery store. And there was this amazing unicorn cake that had fake eyelashes, a horn, and ears. It was amazing, and I wish I could have it. We decided that what better way to celebrate Ryan Ross's birthday than to drive over to the shop right and pick up the unicorn cake. And then what did we do with it? We ate it. We ate it, that's right, uh, with ice cream. Now, you, that wasn't the only thing that you did to celebrate Ryan Ross's birthday. What were some other what were some other things that you did to honor the day? I listened to a lot of his music yesterday. That one solo album he has called Take a Vacation, 
I listened to that a few times, and a Panic at the Disco album that he mostly wrote, which is called Pretty Odd. And we were also marveling at your ability to make Instagram posts and put hearts on them. Tell us about that. Oh, that took so long. Um, there's just a thing that people do on the internet where they take a picture of something they really love and they just surround it with heart emojis. So I tried to do it and it took a really long time, but it worked and it was good. But maybe what we'll do is in the show notes to this episode, we'll get a copy of that photo and we'll okay, put it so you can, can see. That. Yeah. That's a good idea. All right. Well, thank you, Bella, for giving us this, uh, primer on Panic in the Disco and, uh, related artists. What Panic in the Disco or emo rock... Thing are you most excited about coming up in the fall? Well, 21 Pilots is releasing releasing a new album and going on tour, and they've been on hiatus for over a year, so that's really exciting. I might get to go to one of the concerts, so that would really be great. If you go to a concert, will you please do record a review of it and get it to us at that time, and we will run that episode as well? Sure. Awesome, so be looking forward to that. Well, thank you, Bella. This is great having you, both me and Amelia, and I'm sure many of our listeners were not familiar with the uh, mythology around Panic in the Disco, so thanks for helping us out. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.